It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle. At the 10, at the 5, Murray dies for the end zone. And he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and... Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle. Gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. A tackle for a loss for Watt. Hello and welcome into another episode of Cardinals Corner. My name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, the one and only Tyler Drake, your Arizona Cardinals reporter for ArizonaSports.com. You can find all of his wonderful work about mandatory minicamp, everything Cardinals-related over on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app. And most importantly, father of the year that was recently just announced, Tyler Drake. Now it's time for the acceptance speech. Father of the year, how does it feel? Father of the year, yeah. <laughs> well, it's been uh yeah, it's been a heck of a week. Uh had a little family emergency, but uh we're doing good. Brady's doing all right. So uh yeah. I'm uh pretty exhausted, but hey, we're here, or at least we're over the uh phone. So uh yeah, that's yeah. Tyler's had a very busy week besides bringing you all the best Cardinals coverage. He's also been taking care of his little baby, and I think that's very commendable. And now Tyler is being so brave as to jump onto a podcast with me, and now I'm probably going to push his buttons a little bit, and we're going to have a good time. But Tyler, you were at Mandatory Minicamp, were you not? Oh yeah, I was there. I was there both days. It was uh, pretty hot, I'm not going to lie. The uh, second second day was a little cooler but seemed hotter for some reason so that was weird but uh yeah that is it was weird. uh it was a uh it was you got to see mostly everybody uh we got to see kyler we did not get to see rodney hudson well, which see, was a little it, shocking <laughs> that's the thing i was gonna say like we we transport ourselves back in time to before mandatory minicamp what was the big question what was the big storyline tyler yeah it's is 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 kyler murray gonna show up that was that was the question that who Nobody else really was even in the conversation, not especially a, a guy like Rodney Hudson. Not a thought in our minds on anybody else not showing up besides Kyler. Kyler shows up, but Rodney Hudson has an absence, and I'll let Cliff Kingsbury tell you if it was excused or unexcused. Not excused. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, asked if he could say anything more? I can't. Not right now. Oh, but what about the next day, right? Certainly we can get an update. No update as of now. Okay, so Tyler, your starting center, obviously one of the big keys to your offense, one of the only offensive line members that's actually under contract and that plays center, doesn't show up to mandatory minicamp and nobody knows why. Is this a problem? Yes, 100% it's a problem just because, I mean, let's go back to last season. I, I think there was multiple games last year where, Rodney Hudson, if Rodney Hudson's not there and not helping Kyler Murray read the defense and get that offense where it needs to be, they don't win those football games. So having Rodney Hudson not be at mandatory minicamp is just, that's not a good look at all. I mean, that is that, that's the veteran of the veterans right there. That's Rodney Hudson. I mean, we, we've talked about this guy, how much, how integral he is on this team. And when you have to get to the point where you've got a rookie in Lasita Smith, and then you've got Justin Pugh starting to take reps at center. I mean, that's that's a little discouraging. I know that, I mean, you have to have a backup plan. You have to have an emergency plan. But just to be in that situation, I mean, I'll say right now, I thought the people that were mocking Tyler Linderbaum to the Cardinals all offseason in those mock drafts, 
I thought that was ridiculous. But now it's like, wow, maybe maybe they're onto something. And who knows what the real reason is? Does he want to retire? Who knows? Does he? You go, you go, you go. I just think that like that's the craziest thing is is he just he straight didn't show up, and nobody has an answer. The the closest we got to anything was his offensive line mate Kelvin Beecham. He was on Wolf and Luke the first day of mandatory minicamp, and they just asked like. Is he okay? As far as I know, he's doing well. You know, just had a son not too long ago. I has a young daughter, so I know he's putting family first. And I would say that you know the rest will be handled between him and the organization. That doesn't that doesn't mean that doesn't say anything. That doesn't you know mean anything. Okay, he has a son. That that's great. That's awesome. Take care of family. Family first. That should be an excused absence. Like that's something yeah, I think, think would be on the list, right? Like oh, the well, better and believe- better. <laughs> as, I as believe someone just uh, – I believe that actually just happened too. I, I can't remember the player, but he was just excused because of the birth of his child, I believe. So, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you would think that if it was something family-wise, it would be excused. So what's really going on? Right. And, I mean, look, man, the craziest thing is, like, legitimately nobody knows, like, at all. Gambo was saying that, like, he, he's been trying to talk to players. Like, he's reported this. Like, I'm talking to players that they don't know why he's why he's not there. And they were going to take Tyler Linderbaum. He, he tweeted this on draft night. They were going to take him with the 23rd pick if they didn't trade it for Hollywood Brown. And if I'm Steve Kime, I'm like, okay, Rodney Hudson, if you're going to retire, why could you not just tell me? Like, season yep. ended. Why are you waiting until... Literally nobody knows what's going on at mandatory minicamp, not voluntary OTAs, none of that. And now you're just gone. And like you said, we, we saw what it was like without Rodney Hudson last year and the prospect of it and seeing Justin Pugh take snaps is like, it's depressing. And if you're Kyler Murray, of all people, in the middle of a contract dispute with your organization, the number one guy slayed with keeping you protected who's really good at his job, is not playing. Like, right now, we don't know what's going on. You cannot mark it down that Rodney Hudson will be there on week one. He could, but you don't know. So now, if I'm Kyler, I'm certainly not playing week one if I don't have a new contract. Not at all. Not without Rodney Hudson. Yeah, Rodney Hudson, the guy who touches the ball as much as Kyler Murray. (laughs) It's just, it, it's wild. It's one of those things where it's, it's we all, and like we said earlier, like we all talked about, is Kyler going to show up? Is the contract going to get done? Blah, 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 blah. And now it's like, well, Kyler's here, but his basically right-hand man on the line is not. So what the, what is going on? It's, it's just a never-ending cycle for, for Arizona all, Cardinals. Oh, my God. Like, like seriously, dude, take, take it, like, week by week in this offseason. There's not been a single NFL team in the news more than the Cardinals. Nobody. The Hard, the hard, hard Knocks is probably like, man, we should have gone on them for the offseason. They, they, should, they should literally just have Hard Knocks in season, Hard Knocks preseason, and then they should have Hard Knocks Cardinals, where they literally yeah. just follow the Cardinals every single day of the year because for some reason, something always happens. And this is just yeah. the latest. And this is like <laughs> it's crazy. And the thing is, like, there are so many other storylines from minicamp that we could get into. Like, we're not even going to talk about this this episode, but there was a lot of Hollywood Brown talk. And we're having we're gonna have a lot of time before we get to training camp, so we will discuss. You know, oh man, these the deep threat, the connection, how they looked out there, all of that. But like, there's just so many questions with this team, 
How do they perform yeah. without DeAndre Hopkins? Is Rodney Hudson going to play? Like, is your center going to be there? Is your quarterback going to be there? Who on your defense is your edge rusher that you are trusting? Is Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins going to actually play? Is Zayvon Collins going to actually be the Mike linebacker? Or is it going to be Nick Vigil? Like, there are so, so, so many questions right now that shouldn't have to be answered. This should not be happening. Like, you need to be so focused and ready to make up from last season and here you are with more distractions than, dare I say, anybody else in the entire league. And I don't know if that's just because we follow the Cardinals more, but I truly cannot find a more chaotic situation that's supposed to be winning this year. I would say look to the, uh, the neighbors in the Bay Area of the that Niners. Is fair. That, would be the, that would be the only other team, I think, with just the, like, I, I mean, I guess we could throw the Browns in there. <laughs> just with the whole Watson thing, and I and maybe throw Baltimore in there because of the Lamar situation. But, but those are I just think a quarterback. At it, but those are yeah, just a quarterback. Yeah, if we're looking at it, it's got to be Cardinals, Niners, and then everybody else. Right, and like the Niners, the big storyline is oh, is it Jimmy G? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Okay, and then you got Debo, right? So you got a contract holdout, and you got like a player dispute, more or less, a player battle, right? Yeah. Baltimore, it's, it's Lamar Jackson, and he, he showed up, right? So that, not very much a story anymore. He and still, he talked to the media. Yeah, which Kyler didn't do. Um, and then who else did you say? The Browns? Yeah. Well, the, I just well, the, the Browns, Sean Watson thing. Yeah. They had him talk like twice. God, that, uh, that was painful to listen to, man. And Oh, it was, yeah. It's just like, with all these teams, it's just, okay, that's like one situation. And yeah, some of them are probably worse than some of the Cardinal situations, but it's just... One after another, after another, after another, after another, after another, to the point where we forgot that Cliff and Kime got extended through 2027. Remember that, Tyler? I do remember. That was this off season. That was like two weeks ago. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. It wasn't. Feels, two weeks ago. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Feels two, like uh, a year ago. Yeah, I, 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 I like the silence. I heard your brain turning. You're like. Wait, has it really only been two weeks? <laughs> no. Yeah, it is not. I, no. Yeah, I really was. Like the brain was like. Like, please tell me I'm I, but that's like, 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 dude, like, that's this off season. Like, you had to stop and think about it because it's just something gets thrown your way every other second. And one of the things that I've been kind of keeping my eye on for a while is the Zayvon Collins Isaiah Simmons dynamic, especially with defense this year. Like, are they going to be the leaders of it? Are they going to be the ones calling plays? And I don't know if you remember this, Tyler, but our first episode was called Path Cleared for Zayvon Collins. I do remember. that, And see, that feels like a year ago. (laughs) It basically was. Uh, It wasn't. But that was when Jordan Hicks left, which again, another storyline. And we were like, okay. They're letting Jordan Hicks go. Like, they're they're not trying to bring him back. He's going to go do other things. They have confidence in Zaven to take over. That, right. that was the biggest thing I got. Me too. And what were we talking like, he about? He must have shown them. He must have shown them that he is ready to take that next step. Right. That, that was the first reaction we both had to that. Because you get rid of the guy calling plays for your defense that you had out there over him. I'm assuming that your first round pick that you drafted to be like the Mike linebacker becomes the Mike linebacker. 
And then on a completely other page, Isaiah Simmons. Oh, guess where he started mandatory minicamp, Tyler? (laughs) With the safeties. What? Okay, so there is... There is a little bit of something to be said there because it's not out of the normal for him to do that. But at the same time, I mean, he was working a lot with those with that position. This, this that is something you do with with people who are established. And I know Isaiah Simmons. I, I mean, he's somebody who says like that's that's who I am. He was even asked this question like, where does he think he would be if he only played one position? I don't know. That's not really me, so I can't tell you that. You know, I've played multiple positions for as long as you guys have probably known my name. So, you know, that's just who I am. And I get that. And I I totally understand that. And even from his perspective, he says playing other positions have helped him. Yeah, I think so. Just for the fact of, you know, then you know know what everyone's doing. Because, you know, playing at safety, you got to know what your nickel's doing. You got to know what your corner's doing. Linebacker, you got to know what your safety is, your nickels and corner and D-line are doing. So just being able to go everywhere has just gave me conceptually – you know, more knowledge of, of our defense, which has been able to help me a lot just knowing because, I mean, it's a game of leverage. So knowing where your help is, it's just it's been, it's been a lot. All due respect to that statement, you're not wrong, Isaiah Simmons. Playing other positions does help you. I'm sure that it's good to know. But why are you starting, starting, with the safeties. Not like, okay, we have Isaiah Isaiah Simmons and he he had a good camp and you know, we're we're getting near the end of it. We're gonna move him around and we're gonna have him learn the other positions just to make sure he knows. But he's gotta be comfortable in his role first. Like, you need to use him in the absolute best way that you can use him. And I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't think that's at safety. Not that he couldn't get reps at safety, but that's not where Isaiah Simmons' bread and butter should be. No. No. I mean, yeah, he can't I mean, if he could make safety work, that'd be an incredible spot, but that's not what he's there for. He's there to be an inside linebacker. And that's not I where mean, they need him. Yeah, I It's one of those one of those <laughs> it's one of those players, man, that it's just it's it's the Hassan Reddick thing all How how do you draft time. inside linebackers and then back to back first rounds and then years later I'm sitting here going, "Wow, they could really use a nice inside linebacker." Like how? Why? Why? Like at least, at least, just start them there and really here's get the it. Thing, here's, here's the thing, man. Is if they decide to move Isaiah Simmons outside, everyone's going to say it's a Hassan Reddick 2.0. And we see where that like we see what happened with that. Like, I mean, do, hopefully, it pay, I mean, at that point, maybe it pays off. Yeah, but then he might leave. I mean, he might leave. Like I'm, I want Isaiah Simmons to to feel like he could be best utilized here. Like I don't want players oh, to sure. I don't want players but, to play good and then be like, well, I don't think I'm being utilized right and then leave. Like that's not yeah. that's not like a win for the organization. Even if they produce in that role, that's not a win for you. It's not. No, it's not. You're right. <laughs> and and I, I, I hate I hate to be like this negative guy, but like what the heck are you doing? And it's the same thing with like Zayvon Collins, and I talked about this before where Nick Vigil was on Wolf and Luke and he was like, yeah, I'm starting at Mike Linebacker. And Zayvon Collins, he was asked like, you know, are you going to be the voice of the offense? And he was like, basically said, I don't know, maybe I could be. That's not like yeah, confidence yeah. inspiring. And No, and, and that's the thing is, is, is going back to when Hicks got released, when we said, oh, wow, like Zayvon must have got instilled a lot of confidence in what he's showing them. And, and then, we talked to Zavin, and he goes, 
maybe I'm making the calls. Maybe I'm the guy in the middle. Maybe I'm the Mike backer. Maybe I'm not. We're interchangeable at this point. And I mean, that right there is, is you want to have those backup plans, but at the same time, you need to have a guy who is going to be consistently calling the defense. I don't think it really – it's not going to work. I just don't oh. see it working if you're going to have three, four guys in there at a time where one guy's calling one play at one point and then another guy's calling one play at one point. I just – I don't see that working isn't in the long Jaylen run Thompson, to help anybody. Isn't Jalen Thompson calling plays? Or am I imagining that? I yeah. thought I heard him say that on Wolf and Luke. He talked. He talked about that too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple people making plays, but or calling plays. But at the end of the day, if you that quarterback of the defense is that Mike Backer. So you like, it just there has to be continuity. I mean, right? And, right? and I mean, crazy? here's no, you're you're not you're not crazy. Even though, like, we all feel crazy because the Cardinals are just doing what none of us would do in this situation. And here's Collins on he was asked like are you going to be the play caller on defense this was a, this was like a week ago this wasn't for mandatory minicamp but this was that question are you going to be the play caller on defense the thing that we're doing now is like an inside room is you know we can all play you know we have a couple different positions you know you have inside you have another inside guy and that's out of certain you know sets and stuff but we've all played we're interchangeable in what we can do so if we get a call that has you know three different parts to it one of us can take the main part of the role and the other guy's kind of just looking for what well, we're going to set this blitz where that's what he's doing. And I'm trying to set the, you know, the D lineman up and he's giving the, is it going to go right? Is it going to go left? You know, or coverages and stuff like that. So we're both talking at the same time and that kind of is helping us right now instead of having just one man do the whole thing. And that's kind of where I think the end of last year to middle of last year went with like Jordan and Isaiah and Jordan and Tanner and all those guys. You ever heard of too many cooks in the kitchen, Tyler? Oh, yeah. The, oh, Car- yeah. the Cardinals are going to have too many cooks in the kitchen, and the problem is none of them are five-star cooks. <laughs> like, I- I'm sorry, Zayvon Collins, you don't get drafted in the first round to be interchangeable. Like, no, to have other right. people do your job. That's not why you're here. Not to be rude, like, I don't think I'm saying anything that shouldn't be expected of a first-round pick. I'm not being well, mean. here's the thing, man. Is when the team, when when Steve Kime, when when those guys come out last offseason and say this is our starting Mike Backer, the expectations are thrown. Like, sorry, the, the expectations are there now. It's they, it's I mean, undeniable. It's unavoidable. They, they it's the truth. Yeah, it's, it's just the truth. And, and Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, for better or for worse, they're they're tied together. It's it's Isaiah and it's Zayvon. They're they're tied into that same group. And Simmons even talked about. If he thinks that, like if that's true, if they believe that themselves. I think a lot of it does, you know, just being two young guys kind of controlling the defense. Um, I feel like our chemistry together um, is really, really important. And I said this last year in an interview, like I didn't think that I was going to be friends with Zayvon based off his interviews. Uh, But, you know, he's actually grown into being one of my best friends on the team. So, um you know, I had to get after him a little bit last week, you know, just telling them, like, come on now, like, we can't, we don't got time to be BSing around. We don't have to, like, the mistakes and stuff that we've been making before, we got to eliminate those and make new mistakes moving forward. And, you know, it wasn't something he wanted to hear, but I think at the end, you know, he realized that I was telling him that for the better of us, not, not I mean, really the better, yeah, the better of us, the team, opposed to just harping on him like everybody, because, I know how he feels. Everybody's just at you, like, you know, it's like he feels like you can't do anything right. And I'm just letting him know that's not what it was. 
that was not an inspiring question, or at least the end the end of the answer. Like, oh, well, I got on him and he didn't want to hear it. I, I wish Zayvon Collins would want to hear that. Well, I mean, I think it's it's I think it's I I will say this though I did appreciate the fact that Isaiah did kind of bring up that kind of leadership role. I think if he can kind of garner that and and kind of grab that and take it to the next level, that might help that whole room. That might help Zayvon kind of know that hey, I don't have Jordan Hicks here anymore, but I've got Isaiah who is you know starting to take that next leap. That, that's great so for I, Isaiah. I like it for Isaiah. I yeah, hate yeah. it for Zayvon though. It's just. I like, mean, you you, you got to have somebody to learn from, and and with Hicks gone, he learned a lot from Hicks. He learned how to how to, I mean, basically read the NFL defense or read an NFL or NFL offense and and do things of that nature, study the playbook. But now he's not there, so now he's got to lean on somebody else. And is, and I think Nick Vigil's a guy that he can lean on too. But also, I think it's going to be a lot of Isaiah. They're they're close in age, and that's just what it's going to come down to. They are tied together. I mean, those are two guys on a hot seat for me right now, just because. There is so much expectation for them to step up and actually take this defense by the reins. I I just shake my head, man. Like when Nick Vigil came on and said that he was starting at Mike linebacker, I was told not to overreact by people. They're like, you know, they're just moving them around. And then Isaiah Simmons starts at safety, and then Zayvon Collins says that he's not going to be calling the plays. In fact, he basically brushes off any responsibility whatsoever. I just. I hate it because I feel like it's not the best for them long-term either. Like, you're going into this season not knowing the best way to utilize either of these guys. Or at least not picking a spot and saying, okay, let's figure it out. And I think that's yep. going to hurt their development, and I think that's going to hurt the Cardinals. And yep. I don't want to be sitting six weeks into the season being like, all right, well, I guess it's time to try to find a replacement for those two. Like, that's depressing. They're like You don't want that to happen, but I, it doesn't seem like they're in a situation where they can succeed to the highest level, and I don't know if either of them are even able to like take that burden on their shoulders. I'd love for them to prove me wrong. In fact, I'm rooting for that. But yeah. none of this is inspiring confidence in me. No. it's it's Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very head-scratching right now. I mean... Training camp, I think all eyes are – that's one of the areas that all eyes are going to be on. Well, another area, Tyler, is hate it or not, you can run from it. You can try to hide. It'll find you. It's Kyler Murray. Tyler? (laughs) It's Kyler Murray's (laughs) contract situation, Tyler, because, Uh, hey, man, I'll just keep being mean. I'll be that negative Nancy. It's great that he showed up to mandatory minicamp. I guess it would appear that him and the organization are not on bad terms, but they still don't have a contract, and that's not a good thing. That's not nothing. Like, Cliff was asked, hey, when do you think a Kyler deal's going to get done? I'm praying before training camp. Well, so are we. So are we, Cliff. Non-answers galore. Which makes me think, Tyler, is there any doubt in this flood of optimism with Kyler being there at mandatory minicamp? Are we looking too far ahead? Too soon? Hmm. I, I think, I, I think we, I, I, well, yeah, I think the optimism, I mean, it, the optimism should be there at, an, for, at a point just because, hey, he did show up. He didn't do what some of the other guys around the league did, and I mean, they're going to get fined for it, but 
you know, or unless they got to excuse absence, obviously, but you know, there's still a lot that needs to be done for this thing to kind of be put to bed. I mean, until a deal is done, I don't think we can have a lot of like, Oh, it's getting done. We can just all go back to being like their best buddies. Like until a deal gets done, I think we all need to treat this as like, Hey, there's still a negotiating right. in the ne- negotiating process. Like let's not rule out. Like who knows? He, he could, there could be something tomorrow. They could go negotiate tomorrow. They just totally just coming out of nowhere, but they go talk tomorrow and come away not happy. And then what? Like, so all that optimism is flushed down the toilet. So I would say, optimism is warranted for sure with him showing up and actually playing the part. He looked like he was having fun out there with the guys, chatting with the guys, having fun. Uh, But at the same time, we also have to be, you know, realistic in the fact that there's no deal and there might not be a deal till next month. Let's be like, honestly, I don't see one getting done till the end of next month or the beginning of August. That's that's exactly what I said too. July 27th is the date that I picked. That's not bad. I like that one. July I think, 27. Ah, well, and that's that'd be right before training camp or yep. right at the start of training camp, I would say. Yeah, it's it, we don't know exactly when training camp starts, but that is in that general area. I mean, it would make sense. And here's the thing, they could they could get a deal done between now and then and then just wait till training camp to get it all released at all at the same time and have that huge wave of positive media and then go from there. If I'm Kyler Murray, if I'm a two-time Pro Bowl quarterback vying for a contract extension that, for some reason, my team is at least relatively reluctant to give to me. Not that they're fully opposed, but they're not, like, diving in at the immediate thought of it. They're waiting, and they're seeing, and they're negotiating. The only thing that you could pin against me to not pay me the max is my leadership. It's my team. Am I the guy in the locker room? Am I here for everybody? Am I a bad teammate? So what am I going to do in the middle of negotiations? I'm going to show up once for voluntary OTAs, and I'll show up to mandatory minicamp because that's what I'm supposed to do. What are you supposed yeah, to do, Cardinals? Yep. You're supposed to pay me for it. Yep. He, uh, he, <clears throat> he did what nobody thought he was really going to do. He showed up for the voluntary. Showed up for the mandatory. Now he's putting the cardinal, putting the ball in the Cardinals' court, really, to make that next move of, all right, this is what I did. Now what are you going to do? And here we are, and we don't know anything. And we get the same vague answers from Cliff. Uh, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. Oh, I hope. I really want this to be done. He's going to be the highest-paid player in Cardinals history. Blah, 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 blah. Like, just get it done. Like, as, I mean, he, as of he, right he now, I'm not – well, that's the thing. Is like he hopes it gets done before training camp. Cool. Me too. We all are. But I'm not going to sit here and expect it until it happens. We haven't even heard like a report of, oh, things are going well in the contract negotiations. We've heard what, Tyler? Absolutely, positively nothing. Yeah, what was the last thing we heard? The last thing we heard was the opening contract got pulled, right? That's it. That, and that was, was last, months ago. That was the last thing we heard. Everything else was... is speculation off of if Kyler shows up to something or not. That's it. Yep. That's it. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. I thought it was interesting that Cliff not only went to the praying it gets done before minicamp route, but then he added the, like, highest paid for in the in franchise. Like, I know that we all probably assume that now, but for the head coach to come out and kind of say it, I thought that was pretty interesting because he really didn't have to give us that. He could have just said, oh, I hope it gets done soon. Yeah, instead, I... he kind of 
added some extra detail in there. Like, who knows? I mean, hey, they have the same agent. Was it a little bit of a, I'm just going to put this statement in there for uh, everybody to chew on a little bit. Well, here's a question that I don't know the answer to, but I'm going to ask anyway. Does Kyler have to get his full max to be the highest paid player in Cardinals franchise history? Hmm. Or does that not encompass getting the biggest contract possible? Like, Cliff didn't say we're going to give him everything he wants and the full max and every single penny we could give him. We're going to make him the highest paid player in Cardinals franchise history. If, for some reason, that is not the absolute max that you can give Kyler, that is definitely a PR spin I could see the organization throwing out if something doesn't get done. Well, we offered to make him the highest paid player in franchise history, and he turned it down. But that, yeah, and then you look at the quarterbacks that are making the money now, and it's like, right. well, where does he rank among those? Like, that's really the what Kyler contract to. when it's signed will be a deal in five years. Like, like five years from now, you look back at this contract and be like, if you could sign that today, if you could just run it back, you do it in a heartbeat. I mean, and, and here's the thing: everybody can look and say, well, oh yeah, that'd be yeah, highest paid on like. That's not what Eric Burkhart and that side is looking at. They're looking at being one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. Whenever a quarterback gets signed to an extension that's huge and massive and ungodly, he's coming out and saying, hey, this is happening. What's going on? Like, there's tweets coming, like, minutes after those deals get done. Like, we know what they're looking at. They're not looking at getting paid the highest on the team in team history. They're looking to get paid among the highest in the NFL for, for hurlers. And don't get me wrong. It could be worse. Like you said, there is a place for slight optimism in the fact that he is there. Now, he didn't talk to the media, but he was there. I would assume that they get a contract done at some point, but is it going to take a couple days of holding out for training camp? Is it going to be holding in, showing up, and not doing anything? I mean... Look, there's so many questions to be answered. There's stuff that we haven't even like tackled on this episode that we'll tackle in this little next month and a half of, uh, I'd say it's going to be dull, Tyler, but knowing this team, it, it might be even more newsworthy in between now and training camp, but there's a lot of questions with this team, and this biggest one is still yet to be answered. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think... Uh... I think we can look at the dead period with, you know, the, the Jack Nicholson gif of him just, like, nodding with a smile. Like, that's what's... Like, I don't think we're going to be smiling, Tyler. No, 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 no. That's the NFL God saying, like, just wait. Uh, you think it's going to be the dead time? Like, just wait. Like, I mean, there's still positions they've got to address. There's still... I mean, there's still stuff they've got to do. I mean, we are... Everybody says it's the dead time. Cliff's going out of, out, out of the country unreachable for the next month. But, like... That was hilarious. Uh, he's going on like a movement. Buddhist. Yeah, he did not want to tell us where he was going. Either. Like a Buddhist <laughs> retreat, he said, right? But like he wouldn't say where. I think that was more of a joke. But at the end, okay. he's like, "Yeah, I'm unreachable. Like only the people that need to reach me will reach me. Like you will not see me." So and it, yeah, and he just would not would not specify where. A couple people asked. <laughs> he doesn't want us showing up and uh, crashing his party. But if the Arizona Cardinals are a meme right now. They're the uh, this is fine dog in the burning house meme. Ooh, that's a good one. Like, (laughs) Hollywood Brown is here, guys. Everybody smile. Everything's okay. We're good. Our starting center didn't show up. The two inside (laughs) linebackers we drafted in the first round aren't going to play inside linebacker or call the plays for our defense. 
Our quarterback doesn't have the contract he wants. We extended our GM and our head coach through 2027. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is gone for the first six games. I could just keep going. Everybody's just like, yeah, this is fine. No, it's not. Like, no, it's not. But it's entertaining at least. I mean, even in like a, again, watching like something burn down since like, in a what's next? Way, yeah. who, who doesn't show up next? At least we have Donut Gate to talk about. Like, at least there are some good parts to this team. Uh, but it's just incredible how week after week after week after week after week, and literally no exaggeration, after week after week after week, it's just hey, you can't something. You can't forget the J.J. dunked on a draft team, though. So. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. The J.J. Watt, for those who didn't see it, he tweeted out a picture of him throwing the football, so it looks like he was also starting minicamp at a different position than where he's supposed to play. And... <laughs> <laughs> and and the, he, yeah, the captain was the captain was F it hop hop down there somewhere. Which is fair <laughs> if you are playing quarterback for the Cardinals, except for Hop won't be down there for the first first six games. And what what did DraftKings quote tweet and say? They all they said was intercepted. Yeah, inter- which is funny. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, it was funny. And then JJ basically just quote tweeted with a screenshot of their stock price and it just going through the floor. And yeah, so you might need might to intercept about... some profit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a a terrible off season for the Cardinals, but a great off season for JJ Watt, the personality. Yeah, he's a social media savant, man. Like the dude knows what he's doing. Like props to him. Well, good for him for knowing what he's doing. We're still trying to figure it out, and we will be here next week trying to break down more Cardinals news for you guys. We'll give you the latest on Rodney Hudson, on Kyler Murray on basically everything Cardinals over on ArizonaSports.com, the Arizona Sports app. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at TDrake4Sports. Get all of his Cardinals coverage. I mean, seriously, honestly, nobody, and I mean nobody, is bringing it to you like this guy. He's giving you stories. He's giving you photos, live tweets, press conferences, videos. I mean, you name it. If you need to know something, Cardinals, follow. Write it down right now. At T Drake for the number, the number four sports. I'm serious. That's where I get all my Cardinals news from. It's at T-Drake for sports. So follow him. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow me at EricRuby987. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Tweet in at us. Let us know what you want us to talk about over the next, next month and a half. And hopefully, and I mean hopefully, the next time that we come on air, some, at least some, of these questions that the Cardinals still have get answered. But until then, we'll talk to you guys next time.